0: Welcome to the Wandering Sun podcast, everybody. My name is Eric Villatoro. And today on the podcast, I have my good friend Katie. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, uh, what we usually do here is have conversations with people who are actively being transformed um, by Jesus. And today, um, I felt the Holy Spirit lead me into talking about fear specifically. Uh, Katie, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for being on and and being a part of this. Um, I'm really excited uh, to to hear your testimony for you to share your testimony. One of the first times that I heard you uh, preach was about the a fear, Mm -hmm. and it was very powerful. And so I'm just super thankful that you've come on to to share with everybody.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for giving me this opportunity. This is really cool. (laughs) And crazy. Yeah,
0: it is. Um, so, Katie is actually one of my leaders. She's she's uh, one of the the people that are helping me uh, keep in check, specifically in my relationship and even with uh, the youth and young adults leadership at our church. Um, so, she's very involved in a lot of young people's lives, and she's been in this walk for a while now. Though she looks extreme, you look extremely young. But you've you've been been doing this for a little while now. So, Katie, just getting straight into it, when was the first time that you can recall that uh, the spirit of fear started to be highlighted in your life?
1: Um, Well, it started off when I was a child because I grew up in a household where we didn't go to church. So everything goes. Like, you know, in a household where your parents don't go to church, everything goes. So I was the youngest of two sisters and because I was the youngest I was able to be a part of everything that they did basically yeah so back then my family was huge on watching scary movies like every one of the scary movies that you could think about from like the 90s and the the late 80s I watched them like I saw Mm -hmm. all of them you know like Jeepers Creepers Elm Street all that stuff like I saw every single one of them and I I was a kid You saw them?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I actually used to really enjoy those those movies as well.
1: I d- I didn't enjoy them because <laughs> I was I mean, a kid. No. Yeah, I was a kid. And so they they would just make me watch the movies with them and mm-hmm. it was normal. So that because of the fact that we watched so many things, it created this like huge sense of fear inside of me that stuck with me for like the rest of my life, basically. Up until I came to the Lord and I went through a process. But on top of that, um, I also experienced, like, a lot of demonic things, like, in my household, in my mm-hmm. mom's house. I saw a lot of stuff when it came down to, like, you know, like, seeing, like, creepy things in your house. Like seeing, Could you be,
0: could you be specific?
1: Um, well, I can share a story. So, when I was a kid, me and my cousin, I remember we were getting ready for school. We were hanging out in the living room watching TV, and there was, like, a mirror that you could see the hallway from. Mm -hmm. And we were just watching cartoons and out of nowhere, we both see like something run across the hallway. And we were like, we looked at each other and we're like, what the heck, did you see that? And he's like, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, that's weird. So that was Mm -hmm. the first time that we ever saw something. And then on top of that, we had people that, that lived in the house that they also saw like actual like human forms. Like they would see a lady like washing dishes at night or they would see a lady walking down the stairs. And the reason why we experienced a lot of that, like that kind of demonic stuff was because within our family, there was a lot of witchcraft that went on. So Mm. it was a lot of people that were trying to do witchcraft on us. So we would experience it in our house. So Mm. it was pretty crazy. Like I, I saw a lot of crazy things. I remember another time when I was, Outside playing, um, I was playing hide and seek with some friends. It was nighttime, too. I don't know why we were doing that outside.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I remember seeing this uh, creature. It was like a creature that was walking around some white chairs. And it was just going like this, like a zigzag. And I saw it and I, start, I I, freaked out. And the best way that I could explain what it looked like is, did you ever see the movie Scream? Yeah. So you know how the guy walked? Like he walked out Crouched. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like crouched down and he would walk like in little steps. That's yeah. how the thing was moving. And so it was like walking around this, the the chairs and, and I saw it like plain as day I saw this thing just walking. And I remember I freaked out and after that it was like the intense fear of like being in the dark I that was like the earliest memory that I had of being afraid of the dark was because I saw that thing in the dark so after that I couldn't be in the dark. And mm-hmm. that Man, being afraid of the dark stuck with me for, I think it it, it just went away when I got married. Because, yeah. yeah, like it was too much. Like I couldn't be in the dark alone because I felt like a demon was going to pop out because of the stuff I had seen.
0: So I, w- I was actually talking about this with, with Manny about, you know, when he was demonically possessed, right? One of the things that was highlighted to him from his memory was, Right before it happened, he got like in a trance, just looking at these like uh, like Halloween type mask. Right. Mm -hmm. And and like he he felt in his mind that there was something that just happened in that moment. It wasn't just that, but it played a part into this leading up to him being like demonically possessed. Right. And, you know, as you mentioned, movies like watching scary movies. Do you believe that there is some correlation there as far as. Watching movies and allowing those things to to come into your life because a yeah. lot of people watch this stuff and it's just like oh it's just a movie um it, it's no problem right they're actors but do you <laughs> think there is a correlation there
1: heck yeah yeah I think it's a huge correlation I've spoken to a lot of people that struggle with like fear of the dark or like fear of like seeing demonic things um, fear of being alone because they feel like something's going to jump out and attack them they've all had like. It, it, it all tied back to their childhood and how they saw scary movies as a child. Mm. And so all the things that they saw, it's like it's like everything that you watch it plays a mind game on you because it's like you see it, and so you're like, I think that's gonna happen to me. And sometimes like I truly believe like what happened to me when I saw the the thing walking around the chairs? I truly believe that that was like the enemy taking my biggest fear of the things that I didn't want to see, but I saw because of my sisters. And mm. made it into a reality, and so I mm. believed it was. I kind of like believed that it was true because I had seen it on screen.
0: You know, I was watching uh, this evangelist uh, uh, speak, and he said, uh, "Fear opens the door that paralyzes people's lives," mm-hmm. um, which I, I thought was very interesting. Because then, as I was even doing some more research on just fear, mm-hmm. um, you find I found out that. The biggest command, or the most frequent command that God gives in the Bible, is "Do not fear." It's mentioned about a hundred over a hundred times, and then "Do not be anxious," and "Do not be," and "Do not worry." If you add all of those up, it adds up to like three over three hundred times, right? Yeah. So God purposely put this in in the Word of God and in His Word to be able to remind us to not fear. When did that transition happen for you, where you began to? Um, realize that you can fight this.
1: so when I came to the Lord, I was sixteen, and um, I remember that. like, so I came to the Lord, and in my in my first church, the first church that I went to, um we did these these retreats called encounter retreats. I don't know if you've ever heard of them have, yeah. in the Spanish church. so we went to this encounter retreat. I remember I, that was the first time that I saw someone like get delivered from a demon because up until that time, up until that point in my mind, it was like, I had never seen somebody actually like manifest. And so I always wanted to, right? In my heart, I was like, if I come to Jesus, I have to see that this is real. Like if I see that somebody gets delivered from a demon, I'm going to know that this is like, God is real. So. I remember I went and there was this girl standing next to me and she got prayer for, and I don't know where, like she starts manifesting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh snap. Like, okay, God, like you're real. Like this is legit. And so, yeah, she got delivered from the demon, whatever. So I left when we left the encounter, I was completely changed. Like I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I started my journey for real to start learning about myself and to start learning about the Lord. So when you leave the retreats, they put you on a nine month process where they're teaching you how to be a leader, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So before you graduate the school of leaders, what they do is that they take you to a thing called a re-encounter. So you encountered the Lord, you got set free. Now you're going to go to an, a re-encounter where you're going to be refreshed and you're going to be basically commissioned to be a leader. Mm-hmm. So I went to the re-encounter. Well, leading up to the re-encounter, right? I still had the fear. I was struggling. It was it was bad. One week, Eric, before the re-encounter, I had the worst experience of fear that I had ever had in my whole life. Like, it was intense. So I remember I woke up at five in the morning and I had to mm-hmm. go to the bathroom. So at uh, this time I was living with my mom. So when I came out of the, the like out of, my room I went into the bathroom and as I was using the bathroom I was half asleep bro and this is how I know it was the devil because I was half asleep and out of nowhere in my mind the thought came up of Katie what if you see a demon and I was like why are you saying this right now go to Mm -hmm. go go get out of here go to the room so as I get up whatever wash my hands I'm gonna leave the bathroom and the way that my mom's house is set up is that when you walk out of the bathroom in front of you is her door to the to the left is is my room door. And then to the right is a, a hallway leading up to like a little wall and the kitchen and the living room is there. Right. Yeah. So when I'm walking out before I left the bathroom, I told myself, Katie, do not look towards the kitchen. Just go straight to the room. But when I'm walking out in my mind, something's like, hey, you should look towards the kitchen. I was like, okay, right, like like a child. I'm like, okay. I look over towards the kitchen, and it, it was like dark, so you know you could kind of only see shadows and stuff. I see a head like staring at me. You know how like it like if someone's standing by behind a wall and they're just like looking at you like this. Like, but
0: it was like legit. It was like a legit. It was
1: legit, like a legit head was just looking at me. And I start panicking, bro. Like I started screaming. You know how, like when you scream with such fear that your scream isn't even high pitch anymore. It's like deep. My scream was deep because of how afraid I was. And then come to realize the head that was standing there was actually my sister because she decided that it would be funny to scare me at five in the morning because she was awake. And so she saw me panicking and because she saw me panicking, she panicked and she had turned the light on, but then turned it off. And then she started walking towards me. and still panicking, slamming my mom's door. And I couldn't process that she was standing in front of me. Like she was literally holding me. She's like, Katie, it's me. It's me. And I couldn't process it because I was so afraid. Yeah. So that night, after that night for an entire week, as a freaking 17 year old, I couldn't sleep alone. Like I had to sleep with my mom. Because I was so scared. Like, even though I knew it was my sister and it wasn't actually, you know, a demon, I still couldn't, it just didn't click. The fear was so great that I was just like, I can't sleep alone. I have to sleep with my mom. Hmm. So we go to the retreat, right, that weekend. And as I'm there, um, there was this lady that would like, she was very authoritative in the way that she prayed. And I remember I was, we were standing in like a circle waiting to get ministry. And I was just like. I I hope she prays for me and I close my eyes and I remember that she came over to me from across the room and she starts prophesying and she's just like the Lord wants you to know that you don't have to be scared of the devil
0: mm.
1: I hadn't told anybody about this <laughs> this was like the craziest moment of my life because she's like You don't have to be scared of the devil because he can't do nothing to you. And then she goes on to tell me a part of my calling. And she's like, Mm. the Lord is calling you to be somebody who casts out demons. The Mm. Lord is calling you to be someone who stands at the forefront and delivers people from demons. And in that moment, I was like, no, I'm not accepting this. (laughs) And I remember sitting in my room and I was just like, God, I can't accept this. Like, you know how scared I am of the demonic. Like I can't, I can't be somebody that stands up to it. And so after that, um, the Lord took me on this process of having to remind me over and over and over. And it's like, he's so tender, right? Because sometimes people think that the Lord is going to be like, he's going to tell you something. And because you ignore it, he's going to be like, all right, whatever on to the next. Yeah. But in reality, he's not even like that. Like, like, in all reality, like the Lord is very tender and he will cater to your needs, right? Yep. Because he knows the type of person that you are. And so for me, that's how he was. Like after that moment, I ran away for like two years. I ran away from, from that calling mm. while still pursuing him. I still ran away. But it was like in every moment, he took a chance to remind me of it. I think I've gotten like 10 plus prophecies of the same thing over the past few years.
0: Just and like tapping l- you.
1: Literally. He's yeah. like slowly nudging me towards it. He's like, come on, come on. Remember this? And I even had dreams where people would prophesy in my dreams. Can you believe that? Like that's how I know right. the Lord is so tender. And so, yeah, like as that process went on and the more and more that people kept telling me about it, I started to get to a place where I couldn't run away from it anymore. I started to learn more about like my identity and who I was. And the more that I learned about my identity, the more that I understood the access that I had to the kingdom, the more that I understood that if fear came knocking at the door, I could just be like you're not allowed in, like you Mm -hmm. can stay outside. And so it all led up to me knowing my identity. Like that was just it. The key to it, the key to breaking fears hold on my life was just me knowing who I was as a child of God.
0: Mm.
1: And that's it. Like, that's the simplest way that I can put it. It's just learning who I was in the Lord. And from that, I started to gain this like confidence in my authority. And Mm. I'm not going to lie. I still struggle with fear. Like there are moments where fear tries to like whisper certain things to me, but I'm just like, no, what you're saying isn't true. I don't have to believe that. You know, like now I can be in the dark. I don't have to be scared because I know that I have angels. So right. I don't have to be scared of the demonic anymore. And so, yeah.
0: Just to clarify, um, just for anybody listening, who are you in the Lord? Could you just break that down really quick of, of what was that realization for you? Or, or what did God reveal to you of who you were and what your true identity was well, or is
1: My, what the Lord revealed to me was just that I was protected by him, meaning that I was his daughter. And that because of the fact that I'm his daughter, nothing else can really stand against me. Because with knowing that you're a daughter of God or or a son of God, you literally step into this place where you can see all of the access that you have. Right. Because if he's the king of kings, he's the Lord of lords. He's the one that owns everything. Then that means you own everything. Mm. You inherit it all. So I realized that, like, I took it into account and I was just like, I own all of these things. I know that the enemy can only rule on Earth. And I know that my access is to something greater in heaven and I can release heaven on Earth. Come on. So if I can release heaven on Earth, then nothing that the enemy can speak over my life could ever honestly have victory. Mm. So that's the realization that I had. And... (laughs) I've been able to grow in like the the understanding of authority and what that looks like, and and understand the authority of like being able to rebuke certain things, you know. Yeah. So that's what it looked like to me.
0: <laughs> uh, you mentioned, you know, how the how the devil was still the enemy will still try to speak lies
1: mm-hmm. into
0: your mind to to cause that fear to to come back up, and I I believe it's important to point out the fact that. The best way to battle these lies is to know the truth. Yeah. Uh, right. And obviously, our truth and the truth is found in the Word of God, is found in Jesus. Right. Yeah. So, was there any specific uh, Bible verses or truths that you found in the Word of God that helped you back then and still help you now defeat these lies?
1: Well, one of the greatest stories that helped me, it was actually a story, not just like a Bible verse, was like the story of David. Mm. It's, it sounds basic, right? Because everybody talks about David. But honestly, the story of him standing up to the giant was like the biggest transforming thing for me to understand. Because I was just like, you know, in my mind, these fears look like giants. But in mm. reality, it was like. They weren't even that big. They were just acting all big and tough. But I had the biggest weapon, which was the word of God. Mm. So that was the one thing that got me through was understanding and knowing that if David could defeat a giant with just a stone, I could do it, too.
0: Yeah. Now, have you been able now to cast out demons? Are you live? Are you walking in that now or are you still like in the process?
1: No, I'm walking in it. It looks a lot different than what I expected. Because I'm very specific with the way that I ask the Lord to show freedom in people. So, like, I've had experiences where I've prayed for people that have been experiencing anxiety or, like, panic attacks in the moment. Mm. And when I pray against anxiety, they immediately feel peace come over them. Mm. But I have seen also, like, the crazy, like, oh, people are screaming and trembling and, like, you know, shaking and stuff. I've seen that happen already. But yeah. there, but I know that there's more to come because I've asked the Lord. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm ready. Take me on this journey like more and more. And so I know that there's a lot more to come because there's a lot more prophecies that have been spoken that are detailed that I would be able to see these types of things happen like while I preach.
0: Mm-hmm. That I
1: wouldn't even have to touch people. They would just start manifesting because of the preaching. Yeah. And so I'm waiting for that to happen because that's going to be cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I love the fact that you you mentioned that being oppressed by a demon doesn't necessarily mean that you're in this crazy manifestation and, mm-hmm. and it can't just come through anxiety, come through depression, come through these different emotions. And so casting out a demon, you know, I feel like if I would have heard that calling as well, I would have probably would have thought of like a demon slayer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm out here with the cross and just going crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: But no, it's like it can be just through a conversation, through praying to somebody and them feeling that release. right? Yeah. so now, obviously, in this year has been uh, well this past year and throughout this whole pandemic, um, a lot of people have been experiencing fear and um, anxiety, and a lot of people are facing these giants now because of you know financial burdens or family um, that that is passing away or just the fear of getting sick or people are being bombarded with yeah. fear from from what you've experienced. And from your understanding now of fear as a child of God, what would you recommend? What can you you say to those people who may be listening and are uh, actively dealing right now with that spirit of fear?
1: I would say take time to study about identity. Like Mm. take time to like really like lay the foundation of what your identity is in the Lord because that is transforming. That is like the most, the best foundation that you can lay, lay lay out is knowing who you are in the Lord, because from that, everything else will unfold. Mm. So use Google type in what is your identity in the Lord? And you're going to find articles and resources that are going to change your life. Cool. I also think that like using scripture study is the best, best method, especially like speaking Bible verses over your life. Like if you type in, Right. Because everything's found in technology. Like you can't just go in the Bible and just be like, oh, I found this verse. Sometimes it's harder, especially for new new believers. But I think that if you type in Bible verses about fear and you take those Bible verses, write them down like on a sticky note, putting them in your house, reminding yourself every day of the truth of the Lord. That's going to help you overcome fear also, because through the pandemic, I experienced a lot of anxiety, too, and a lot of fear because of, you know, my family, my, my mom and stuff like that. I had to really sit down and be like, okay, Katie, you have to remind yourself every single day. Like every Mm -hmm. day I had to take the word and I had to apply it to my life because it was intense. Like this is a world pandemic going on. So of course it wasn't just going to be like, I mean, the strongest of the strongest are getting affected. Like, you know, the strongest Christians are being affected by this thing. And so, Every day had to be a battle, but every day I knew what to use in the battle. And I was just like, I'm going to use my weapon, which is the word. Yeah. So I think that scripture study and studying about the specific topic is going to help a lot.
0: Dude, I love that, that, uh, just that advice with, uh, Googling verses, Mm -hmm. because I do that all the time. And that's not something I used like I I ever thought about, you Mm -hmm. know, before, you know, fully surrendering to Jesus I didn't never, I never thought about just googling Bible verses according to what I'm feeling. Why? And I do that all you say, why? Yeah. because I don't think anybody ever told me mm. the, the, you know what's found in the Bible and the fact that it speaks about everything. Like nobody ever approached me and said that to me and said, "Hey, whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, just search it up, mm. like how you just did, right? And I I tell that to people all the time now because obviously it can be very intimidating when you look at this thick 66 book of a book, right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be very intimidating, but technology, Google has made it so easy now where you can just go uh, Bible verses about love, Bible verses about fear, Bible verses about uh, even uh, uh, I look about uh, uh, productivity. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and it literally has everything in there. So
1: yeah. And then a lot of good articles show up too.
0: That's true. A lot of
1: resources.
0: Yeah. Um, Katie, I'm so thankful you came on the podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to leave our audience with before we head out of here?
1: Um, Well, if you're struggling with fear, make sure that you find yourself in community Mm. because there's a lot of people that have probably experience what you experience and they can give you a lot of wisdom on how to overcome it so that's the best thing i can give you
0: (laughs) thank you for listening to the wandering sun podcast if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to connect with us please follow us on instagram facebook and youtube at The Wandering Sun. And if you have any words of encouragement or testimony you would like to share with us, please visit thewanderingsun.com and leave us a message. Also, if you have any prayer requests, if you need help, if you need community, message us at thewanderingsun.com and we'll try our best to help you. I pray God continues to bless and protect you and we'll catch you on the next episode.